0: Welcome to the How to Health podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis, and today I'm so honored to have Miss Sarah Goodenough. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Very good. And thank you for taking time out of your crazy busy schedule. I mean, you've got <laughs> a lot going on, so I appreciate you um, taking the time to let me interview you and share your amazing story with the listeners, because I think you're going to have a lot of insight to share, and I'm excited to hear about, especially your medic, you know, medical field and everything. So, well, let's just yeah. get started. I mean, you have an incredible weight loss story. Can you tell us a little bit of kind of in the beginning? You know, where did that weight start coming on, and was you know what was the story behind that? What was going on exactly?
1: Yeah. Um, once I graduated from high school, I moved to Boston for college, and I'd say the weight gain started my senior year of high school. Um, I had switched schools, senior year, that's always a pretty difficult time to like transition to a new high school. And I just kind of was going through a lot emotionally and I turned to food for comfort. Um, So of course it was the bad foods because those are the ones that feel comforting at the time. And I started to put on weight then and then I moved away to college. And when I was in college, it was just craziness. So I didn't really cook much. I ate out all the time. Um, generally, fast food because that's all I could really afford. <laughs> um, and when I, it was my freshman year of college when I re- like seriously started putting on weight really fast um, mm-hmm. to the point where my mom and my doctor thought maybe there was like an underlying health issue. But they checked the thyroid, they did all my blood work, everything came back normal. Um, but it was just coming on really quick. And um, I ended up i don't honestly i can't remember what my starting weight would be if you even want to call it that, but um I put on a lot of weight, and I remember being in college it was like my first and second year starting to not fit in any clothes, and all I could really wear were like sweatpants all the time and um it definitely became a more and more depressing time, and obviously, the more depressed you get, the more you eat so before I knew it, I was almost 300 pounds and um, I moved back to Rochester. And um, once I moved back to Rochester, that's when I started nursing school. And once I was in nursing school, I, you know, I was still very heavy. Um, I'd say my senior year of nursing school was when I really started to think about, you know, what it was doing to my health and my body. My health had just really deteriorated. My asthma was really bad. Um, Physical activity was just something that was really difficult for me. And a friend of mine in school who was vegan recommended that I read the China study. And I always took her book recommendations because they were always really good. (laughs) So I ordered it on Amazon and I started reading it. And yeah, that's pretty much when I started to transition to a plant-based diet. Um, And there were other factors that contributed to it, not just my weight and my personal health, but in nursing school and being a nurse and seeing, you know, what the, after reading the China study, seeing and knowing that a lot of these diseases that my patients were suffering from were preventable with diet and nutrition. And so, like, after knowing that, it's like, oh my gosh, like, how can I like just stand here and take care of these patients and be this heavy and tell them like, oh, they should eat healthy when I myself am obviously not eating healthy. So that's when I started transitioning to a plant-based diet and yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> wow. So what year was that? That was 2000, oh gosh, 2008, 2009.
0: 2009. That's when I wow. That's yeah. incredible. So you started the plant-based diet in 2009. And how rapidly did you lose the weight?
1: Well, I lost. So I kind of, when I first started, I waxed and waned a little. So I would, I I cut out like the processed meat. And then I cut out like cheese and then I would like eat cheese once in a while. So eventually after doing that for quite some time (laughs) and I still managed to lose weight, I managed, I managed to lose like 30 pounds at that point. But eventually I was like, all right, I need to just do something. So I went cold Turkey, hundred percent plant-based. I even did the whole oil free thing. And I was like, I'm going to do this for three weeks. And if I absolutely hate it and don't want to do it anymore after the three weeks, then fine. I'll go back. I'll try something different. Um, So I did it for the three weeks. I felt better than I had felt and I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you how long, but it was definitely a positive change in my life. So at that point I decided to just stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I lost about a hundred pounds the first year after I had committed to it. So a hundred pounds, I didn't really work out. I didn't exercise. I walked a little bit here and there. Um, Like I said, I had really severe asthma, so I was on steroids constantly. I was using a nebulizer treatment daily, um, inhalers all the time. So physical activity, even once I started to lose the weight and and feel better, I was nervous to like run or do any kind of like, you know, extreme physical exertion because I was afraid of that like tight feeling in my chest. Um, But eventually I decided to sign up for this class and I started by like running for a minute at a time. And once I started doing that, it just kind of built up the endurance, and now I'm doing half marathon. I did a half marathon this year. I'm doing my first full marathon next year, so awesome. it's like a total
0: 180. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you off all medications? Completely. Wow. And yep, you have no exacerbations with running. Your your breathing's great when you're running. No problems. No pre dosing required. That's incredible.
1: Nope. And I did the pre dosing for a while. Um, I would just do the inhaler. I didn't even think about it. I didn't feel anything coming on. I would just out of habit do it before I would work out or run. Yeah. And then I ran out of my inhaler and I went through this little period of time where I didn't have health insurance. It was like a couple weeks and it was literally the time I ran out of my inhaler. And I'm like, oh, I got to run. So I'll just run a short distance. I'll run slow. And I didn't have any issue whatsoever. So I'm like, huh, I wonder if I can run without this now. And I haven't needed it since then. So wow.
0: (laughs) <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, asthma is one of those diseases that do really well with the diet, and uh, that's, that's yeah. Great. Now, did you have any other health issues or any other medications that you stopped? Yeah, so I had.
1: Um, I was actually diagnosed with fatty liver disease right around the time that I decided to read the China Study and change everything. <laughs> um, so, like I said, there was a, a, a many reasons that I decided to. Completely overhaul my lifestyle, and that was one of them. I had a lot of like weird symptoms, you know, nausea, vomiting, and when I went to the doctor, she took some blood work, and um, based on the blood work, she called me and said I needed to go in for an emergency ultrasound. So I went in for the ultrasound, and that's when they saw that I had fatty liver disease. Um, She had originally thought it was a gallbladder issue, but you know, when when she talked to me about it, she said somebody this young should not be diagnosed with fatty liver disease. That's something more like middle-aged people would be diagnosed with. So she told me it had to be, you know, it was a hundred percent nutrition and diet related. And she asked me if I wanted to go to a nutritionist and I said, no. <laughs> and I told her that
0: I was going to try and do it myself. And
1: that's when I made the full commitment to uh, do the three weeks. And yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I've seen my youngest patient that I've seen with fatty liver was 11. Wow. Yeah. Oh
1: and my that, I was
0: 23. Yeah, 11 years old with elevated liver enzymes, had to see a specialist. Um, we put the whole family in the plant-based diet and it cured itself in two months. So Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's, so great. I love it. It's it's insane to me. Why doctors? I mean, it, I could go off on a whole other tangent on that, but <laughs> we have so much more to talk. So your total weight loss now total has been? 158 pounds. 158 pounds. That's
1: incredible. So I started at 300. So that's over half my body weight. You lost a whole you.
0: You lost a whole. I literally
1: did. A whole Sarah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And the China study was the first book that I found too. So that's what started my my travel down uh, this path. So now there's a lot of things that have been going on in your life besides being a nurse. And you have two little people that are seven and four. Mm -hmm. What are their names?
1: My seven-year-old is Sammy and my four-year-old is Luke. Awesome. And they're just, they're amazing. They're awesome.
0: <laughs> i see pictures and they're adorable. And um, so how did they do? How do they like their vegetables and everything? How did, how has that been? That's been
1: good. So Luke, you know, I was already a hundred percent plant-based by the time I had Luke. So I was pregnant and plant-based. And then once he was born, we just kept him that way. Um, and it's great because he's not very picky about what he eats, which is nice. My oldest was a little, you know, that was a little bit of a transition because he was just kind of used to, you know, eating like chicken nuggets and things like that. And and once we, you know, made like tofu chicken nuggets and now his favorite restaurant is the Red Fern, which is this vegan restaurant here in Rochester. And <laughs> they literally beg to go there. <laughs> so it's definitely night and day difference from when he first started to now, but yeah, it's yeah. great. I mean, they picked it up very well.
0: That's inc- well, it's good that you did it so early on because my kids yeah. were thirteen, sixteen, and eighteen when I brought it home. And that was almost six years ago. But they're everyone's plant based, the husband everybody. So we're we're good now. It's been a challenge. But I'm curious, um when so now you you know your mom saw you obviously sick you mentioned your mom when you were in college gaining this weight and the doctors and so what did the doctor say? Did the doctor say anything? Like wow what'd you do? I mean was there any changes? Yeah, my doctor
1: was amazed. So I actually I went to her. Um, you know, that was pretty much the last time I had gone to her for a while. And then I went a year later and she was just like, What happened? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I was really bad at following up with my appointments, which is not good. But um, she was just kind of like, What have you been doing like these past few months and like what's going on? And, you know, I told her about my transition and she was just so she loved it, you know, she was a hundred percent behind it. And actually my son, both my kids' pediatrician was my pediatrician and she was a hundred percent behind it, like loves that we were implementing it with the kids. And um, to me, that was great because there aren't a lot of physicians that are, right. you know, well, you know, a few years ago, there weren't a lot of physicians that I knew of that were advocating for a plant-based diet and right. especially for kids. And she was very supportive.
0: Cool. Now, did your doctors make any personal changes that you're aware of, the pediatrician?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure my my kid's pediatrician. She eats primarily plant based. Okay. Um, she's always been very healthy, and she's always ate you know primarily plant based even before all of this ever happened. So once I went that way, and she saw me lose all the weight and get so healthy, you know, obviously she was my doctor growing up and I, I had asthma growing up. So I had a lot of health issues even before I had put on the weight. So for her to see that I had reversed those, she was just ecstatic, which was great. Wow.
0: That is really neat that you're taking your kids to your own pediatrician. Yeah. Yeah. As a family doc, I love taking care of generations. You know, I had mm-hmm. grandma and grandma great-grandma and the mom and the baby it's that was a really cool thing to do awesome
1: my primary care position now is actually my parents too so <laughs> really
0: see that's yeah. exactly that's that's the best part about being a family doc it's it really is or internal medicine um so okay so you lost 150 pounds eating plants you're running you're healthy but and you're a nurse but that wasn't enough you had to go and start something <laughs> A whole nother venture. So tell me more about Kitchen Verde.
1: Yes. So I actually went back to school um, two years ago. I went back to the University of Rochester to do a post back pre-med program. And when I was in that program, I had, I was trying to think of what I really wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I wanted to do something more hands-on, like more active um, than what I was doing as a nurse. And I did the program. I had a friend at the time who was a bodybuilder who was having a lot of health issues and the symptoms he was complaining of were symptoms of like high blood pressure. So um, I did take his blood pressure every day for, I don't know, maybe it was a week and it was consistently high. So it was like 160s, 170s systolic. And he was only 30 at the time, but he was also eating. And this is, you know, well after I had read the China study and I'm watching him eat his food all the time. And I was constantly like throwing jabs and I'm like, oh, you're eating that steak right now. Like that's so bad for you. <laughs> so eventually when he like firsthand saw that he was getting high blood pressure and, um, you know, he was feeling the symptoms of it. He said, all right, my life is in your hands. Let's just try this plant-based So I I meal prepped for him. He went grocery shopping with me. He helped me cook the food. Um, I did all of his meals and macros, you know, to make sure he was getting enough protein because that was his main concern. And after three weeks, his blood pressure was completely normal. And he was like, you should totally do this for other people. And at the time I'm working full-time as a nurse. I'm in school. I have two kids, like I'm like thinking to myself, like, oh, this I could never just like cook for a living. <laughs> um, but then I, I don't know what it was in me. I just decided to do it, and you know, I did it for friends and family, and the word kind of spread. And eventually, I couldn't do it out of my house anymore, so I started doing it on the weekends after working a full week as a nurse. Weekends, I would cook all the plant-based meals, and then I deliver them after work on Mondays. <laughs> Um, and we did it out of a restaurant kitchen for a couple months and then outgrew that. And now we're in a, a big commercial kitchen and we've been there for about a year. So,
0: wow, now yeah. and you're still working as a nurse,
1: I am per diem.
0: Oh, wow, okay. So, you're still working per diem as a nurse, running this business, but then oh no, there's another thing you did. It's like People Magazine called what's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't look Sarah. So, tell me about. People magazine. I mean, what is that about? What happened here?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that's probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. <laughs> but I got an email um, on my business website from an editor from People, and she said that they were having this issue. It was a hundred pounds down, so it was for women. Uh, they picked like four or five women across the country that had lost over a hundred pounds and then done something um, inspirational or something, you know based off of that. So she emailed me and I emailed her back and said, yeah, I would totally love to do it. But she told me that they were kind of going through a bunch of people, you know, and they would let me know the final pick like in a couple months. And I hadn't heard from them in two or uh, maybe like two or three months. So I just kind of thought that it was over. (laughs) And then I was at the kitchen one day and it was an evening and I got a phone call and it was like a New York City area code. And I just answered it. And she was like, Hi, this is Julie from People. Um, We picked you to be in the magazine. And of course, I was just ecstatic. (laughs) Um, And they said, You know, we'll let you know like all the details. But what they did was they flew us to um, Key West. That's where we did the photo shoot. Mm. And we stayed there for a couple of days and we talked. We did some video interviews. We did, you know, the photo shoot with all the rest of the girls. And it was just a really fun experience. And it was cool because with each girl, you know, every girl had a different way that they had lost the weight. And I loved that they allowed us to kind of highlight, you know, how we lost the weight and what type of lifestyle change we made or diet change we made. And, and that was what I thought was pretty cool about it. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And it's a beautiful picture of you at the layout. Thank you. Incredible. So when they found you, what were the other stories? Cause I didn't see that that magazine, I've seen pictures of your layout. What is the other stories? And did you get to speak to the other girls or the ladies about what you've done and the health component of that? Because honestly, I don't know of any other healthy way. <laughs> of doing. <laughs> that. And so I'm curious what those conversations were like for you and with them.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, they were a group, a great group of girls. Like we all just got along so well. And I think a lot of it was because we could all relate so well to each other. You know, we had lost so much weight and here we are, you know, in our, in our new bodies, but we all still have like that same experience of being extremely overweight and and the determination that it took to lose all of that weight. So we really like connected and bonded instantly. And I love those girls to death, but we did, we all had like very different ways that we lost our weight um one girl did the atkins diet so she was she had done that diet um <laughs> and then i think another girl she was she just kind of met like um planned her macros out so she like followed her macros and used like one of the apps that you use um another girl i think she i don't i can't remember what she did but there was just kind of like a lot of like different diet plans that they use that worked for them and um, mm. helped them keep the weight off. I myself tried a couple of those things in the beginning. And for me personally, it just wasn't something that I would be able to sustain. And that's something that I recognized like early on when I started doing that only because I'm just not, I'm not very good at like sticking to something that I have to like think a lot about. <laughs> right, right. So like counting macros, I tried that. It was just too much work for me. Um, I tried Weight Watchers and counting the points too much work for me. Um, Atkins diet. I think I read a book about it and just, I didn't decide not to do it because I just didn't, it just didn't feel good for me. But the thing that I loved about the plant-based diet and the one thing that I felt was like a great advantage that I had was I didn't have to count calories ever. You know, I never measure my food. I don't have to like weigh my food. I literally just eat whatever I want whenever I want to eat it and the thing about like the whole lifestyle change and going plant-based is it's so hard to explain because like I don't have like cheat days I do have cheat days (laughs) where I'll just kind of like eat something like you know that's a little higher in calories but it's always like going to be plant-based you know what I mean so it's not like I don't have to after the photo shoot you know like you want to eat like a cheeseburger or french fries or stuff like that and you know that's not something that I would turn to unless it was like a black bean burger maybe (laughs) but it's just like a whole lifestyle change so it's I don't know it's different Hmm. but it's it's, have to think about it and that's what I like about it
0: yeah, I think honestly, well, no other animal goes and counts their macros, and you know, you don't see animals in nature going and saying, "Oh, I only get this many points," unless we're in a food system that's just so unhealthy and it is unsustainable. I mean, people can only yeah. do that for so long. I mean, your exactly. your mental fatigue and just the frustration of having to do that for a long term is it will catch up with everybody at some point, point. and yeah, just all the negative health consequences of a, you know, a, a low carb, high fat diet's not going to be good with the Atkins diet for sure. Wow. No. That's, that's incredible. So as far as you're going through all these life changes, do you mind if I ask how old you are Yeah,
1: yeah I'm thirty.
0: 30. I just so turned 30. Oh, you're young. Okay. So you've been through a lot in the last several years. And so yeah. As you're processing this, and you know you're you're beautiful and you're smiling and you're happy, but there you know you're talking about the depression and the getting down part, what was it that clicked in your mind that finally said enough is enough? I mean like because that's kind of the key point that I always look for with patients or with people that I interview because maybe there's something there that I can use as a tool to motivate someone else or say something that will you know spark with someone because they can connect and understand. What was that for you? What was that defining moment? Well,
1: for me, I guess I just, I, I can't remember like a, like an actual moment. I just remember thinking to myself, finally, like I have control over my life. Like I, you are the one that's completely in control of, you know, what you're doing, how you're thinking, how you look at life and how you look at different situations. And I just chose to look at it different. And I was really tired of feeling like I was somebody trapped inside of this like unhealthy body where I couldn't do the things that I really wanted to do. Like, I've always loved the idea of hiking and I've always wanted to be a runner and I always wanted to be athletic. And I felt like I was just like holding myself back by allowing, you know, depressing thoughts and things like that get to me and turning to like bad food to cope and I had read a lot I read this book actually right around the time I read the China study and I think that honestly like those two books were put in my life at the same time for a reason (laughs) Um, the one book was called Within and um, it was a book about mindfulness and i bought it because it said it was a book about weight loss love and weight loss that's what it was and after reading it nothing in the book was about weight loss at all like it had nothing to do with nutrition it had nothing to do with diet um it was an interactive book so at the end of each chapter like you had to you know it asked you like a couple of questions and it was all about like mindfulness and kind of just the fact that you control your thoughts and you control you know, what you pick up and put in your mouth and what you decide to feed your body. And after I had read that book, it really clicked with me that, okay, like it's time to take control of my life. And I I want my life to be this certain way and I want to be like this. And so I'm gonna just start doing things that somebody that does those things already would be doing and pretend like I'm already there and eventually maybe it'll just become me. And that's pretty much what happened. You know, I just, I started working out, which felt awkward at first because I didn't work out at all. I didn't, I barely even walked. I pretty much watched TV and sat on the couch all the time. So it didn't feel right. It felt very awkward at first, but now it's like, that's me and that's my life. And same thing with eating healthy. That was something that felt really awkward, like not getting McDonald's or not going to Wendy's and not eating pizza all the time and deciding to eat a salad or, um, a black bean burger. And it didn't feel right at first. It felt extremely awkward, but I just kept doing it until it became second nature. And I think that was, that was like the key in taking my life back and taking control of what I was doing.
0: That's really cool. So you, you envisioned a a future self, and yes. then you're like, I'm there. I just have to walk the walk and get take my journey. Now, you know, it would be great if it was a straight line A to B. Was there ever any like temptations, struggles? What were those and how did you deal with the those components of everyday life? You know, you're tired, your kids are hungry and you just want to do something. What are those urges and temptations? How do you or how did you deal with those?
1: Yeah. I, in the beginning, of course, the temptations were really hard. Um, it was hard to go from coping with food to trying to cope with other healthier mechanisms. Um, but that's when I really turned to working out and exercise and, and eventually I was able to, when I felt depressed or tired or stressed out or sad, I'd go to the gym or I'd go for a run and I felt A million times better than I ever did when I would turn to like pizza or, you know, McDonald's or fast food. After I would eat the fast food, and and you know that helps me now. Just remembering like how you feel after you use that particular coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. But after I would eat, I would just feel so much worse about myself. So it feels great while you're doing it, but then afterwards you're just like even more depressed than you were to begin with, and then it just it just spirals from there. Um, whereas when I was working out or exercising, I actually felt better after, of course, while you're doing it, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like no pain, no gain type deal, I guess, mm-hmm. but afterwards it feels so great. And it just totally changes your mindset and, and your attitude and your outlook and your perspective on everything. And I just kind of remind myself of that when I have temptations to like eat really bad and cause I'm not going to lie, you know, there's still there every once in a while sometimes I just want to eat like an entire loaf of bread (laughs) and you know I'll I'll just remind myself like "You're, you're gonna feel really crappy after you do that so don't do it um and then I'll just go for a walk or a run I like to do like more high intensity you know cardio that's what helps me get through like stressful moments or stressful times but I think anybody can find anything that will really help them get through it like yoga or meditation So it's all about finding new coping mechanisms.
0: <laughs> I like it. So you found the, you remember the feelings and the, um, I'm assuming kind of the visceral response you had of after eating bad foods, you felt bad. Yes. You used that to repel you. You had your future self, you already envisioned what you wanted and where you were going. So that pulled you. And then, you know, during those temptation moments, when those when you're between these two polar opposite things, and you have this this moment, this hurdle, this obstacle, you found exercise to relieve yourself, and you use that as these little mini habits, almost, of dealing with the stress. That's perfect. So you're like one of every single person I've talked to that has lost, you know, hundred pounds, two hundred, three hundred pounds. Everyone has done this in their own way. They found that mechanism or journey in some unique way. Like, you know, for example, um, Andrew Taylor's, but Taylor, you know, that he ate potatoes for a year, but he felt mm-hmm. so out of control. He had to do a mono diet to where nothing else would tempt him. He just had to focus just on that. And as yeah. I'm talking to him, I'm, he's, he's literally reiterating all these, you know, positive psychology stuff that I've been studying. Cause that just fascinates me so much. I was like, how do you people come up with this on, you know, cause the majority <laughs> of people can't, like, what is so yeah. special about you and how you're thinking and what, you know, it's just, it's just really neat to see. But like you said, it's, I don't believe in coincidence. You know, I, I feel like God's forces put things where you needed it at that time. And that's the mindfulness practice along with the right diet. And that's what I'm trying to incorporate in lifestyle medicine is that mindset, the positive psychology, along with the tools that I know that will work. That's really cool. That's I think that is
1: so huge. And I think that the fact that you're combining them in your practice is amazing because when I talk about you know, losing the weight, you know, I talk a lot about plant-based nutrition because that's, you know, what my business is now. But when I talk about the whole losing weight aspect of it, I always make sure to talk about the mindfulness part of it because that, if you can't change how you think in your perspective on food and life in general, you're never going to be successful at making a lifestyle change like that. And I mean, that's a hundred percent why I was able to get to where I am now and why I'm able to stay where I am right now. And, you know, it's, it's never, it's never a hundred percent easy. It gets a lot easier. Um, but I still struggle sometimes, you know, you always have those times or days where you're just like finding it hard to like be really positive. But as long as you just keep trying, like that's, that's what's worked for me. Like I just keep trying and I have like different mantras. So for me, like when I'm, you know, really stressed out or tired and I want to eat something like really bad, I always say, um, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. Cause it reminds me about how crappy I feel when I eat the bad things and how good I feel after I eat the healthy things. And I'll just repeat that over and over and over and eventually, and it really works. It works. So yeah,
0: that you is, know, that's, that's absolutely perfect. And I always, um, I always look for some type of tag to put on, you know, when I'm creating the the image for the podcast and I'm, they'll, they'll somehow be incorporated in yours. I love that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so when you, when, so now your, your mission, I mean, as a physician, I know I wanted to help people since I was like 10, you know, that's, I've always wanted to be a doctor. When you decided to become a nurse, now, are you incorporating this while you're doing any nursing? Are you using those opportunities to, to teach patients? Do you have those opportunities? What do you say to them? How do you how do you approach them?
1: Um, it's pretty easy to pick up on for me, because I never want to be pushy about it, especially like, or cross like any, you know, scope of practice within nursing. So you know, I, I like to do it with my patients that are newly diagnosed with like cardiovascular disease, or they just went on cholesterol medication or they're newly diagnosed diabetics. Cause those are the ones where it's my job to talk a little bit about nutrition, but I just talk a lot of it about nutrition. <laughs> um, I've even done, you know, I've made up like, cause like when I, I had one patient, for example, that had just been diagnosed with cardiovascular disease, she was put on you know, some cardiac meds and some cholesterol medications. And she was having adverse effects from them. And she's like, Oh, I just really wish I didn't have to take these. You know, I feel so crappy. So she told me that her doctor didn't talk to her at all about nutrition or diet. So I kind of made up this whole chart, um, of like different recipes that she could do that were plant-based. And, you know, I talked to her a lot about plant-based diet. I told her my personal story, um, showed her like pictures so that she could kind of, not think like, oh, I'm just saying this because it's my job. I wanted her to really understand that, you know, I I genuinely wanted to help her. And especially because she was having so many issues with her new medications. And, um, you know, I haven't seen her, it's been probably six months since I've seen her and don't really know, you know, if she stuck to it, but she was doing it. She was making plant-based meals at home. And, um, you know, it was funny because like, the nurse that opened her to home care gave her like the, um, American Heart Association diet for like, and it was so wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're not, we're just not going to like, look at that. <laughs> we're going to look at this one. And, um, I, I, showed her a couple websites, you know, like I showed her, I showed her, um, like physicians committee website and Forks Over Knives, which has like a lot of really great, easy recipes to make. Um, you know she was living by herself and she was you know elderly so but she still cooked which I thought was great so it was perfect um, she ate a lot of like rice and beans and stuff like that but I try as much as I can and you can tell when somebody's going to be like receptive to it working in the community is hard because um, I I work in um, kind of like the lower class part of, of the community so it's it's hard for them to access like healthy foods and it's hard for them to get, you know, good produce and things like that. So, um, I tried to, to do give them in the, the little paper that I made, like I try to do recipes where you can do like a lot of canned beans
0: and, um,
1: like the instant rice and stuff like that. And
0: it seemed to work for some people. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's a tough thing. When I was in Colorado, we actually started a garden outside of a food bank. Um, And, uh, yeah. So when I was originally the, the guy that ran the food bank, it was, um, a Christian organization had come to me as a patient and went plant-based, had dramatic improvements, you know, it's like, it's like bread and butter anymore. It's like, everyone gets better. It's (laughs) like, it's, you know, you hear these amazing stories like, yeah, but that's like all the time now. It's like, (laughs) it's so cool. Anyway, but um what oh. was so incredible is he was running this food bank and he asked me to teach classes there. And so I did. And then as we were teaching, I was like, Well, you know, do you have enough space out there to start a garden? Because I was looking at this food and it was processed food that people don't, you know, donate their box cereals and chips and you know, spaghettios mm-hmm. and whatever food they didn't want, you know, basically. And um they did and they wrote a grant, they got their town. Uh, Council to write a a grant uh, application and that's been going on now I think probably at least four years Um, and what's really cool is that those people can come and see this is how food is it's growing it's getting kids involved and you know they still get some of that processed food but now they're getting fresh food as well so it was really cool to see that happen And it just takes, you know, one person to make that change to get started. It's really awesome. So, yeah. you know, we talked about some of, you know, how you're coping and in the, that journey and your mindset and everything. What have you found with people who are ordering these meals? Are these people who heard about you and want to do what you're doing? Were these people who already, you know, plant-based and just wanting to be what, what kind of individuals are uh, coming to you at Kitchen bread?
1: Well, we have, it's funny when I get asked this question, I just, we have like such a wide spectrum of people. Um, I'm so blessed and lucky to live in Rochester because we have a lot of physicians that advocate a plant-based diet. We have a lot of physicians that have gone plant-based, you know, and seen the results themselves. And one of them is actually the chief of cardiology at one of the major hospitals here and so they send a lot of their patients our way um and then we have Dr. Ted Barnett he has a chip program here so a lot of his patients come our way and then same with Dr. Campbell um and then we get and honestly like i'd say probably maybe like 85 to 90% of our customers were never vegan and never plant based mm-hmm. so yeah. to me like that's so huge because I mean, that's just amazing. It's one thing if somebody's already been vegan or vegetarian their whole life, you know, that's great that they're trying to go, you know, more plant based, like the healthy vegan route. But to have customers and people that have never eaten this way and never thought about eating this way, you know, they read an article or, you know, they see something like this, like a podcast or, go on a website or, or, you know, they're on social media and see something about like a plant-based diet and how it's healthier for them. And, you know, they feel they have this service where they can try it and and see if it's something that they want to do. Like to me, that's really awesome that they're coming to us, trying it, and then they're sticking with us or they're going home and learning how to cook these meals themselves. Like that's, that's why I started it. And that's what I wanted to happen. I just wanted I wanted everyone to learn about the benefits of a plant-based diet. And I wanted to show people that I experienced it firsthand and share my story. That's why I share my stories so that people can see and understand that like, this is the real deal. Like it really, it can change your life immensely.
0: So tell us more about the actual operation at Kitchen Verde. So what type of meals you offer? What, you know, is it frozen? Is it fresh? What exactly are you cooking and how you're How are you delivering? Tell us, tell us about the actual operation and what's going on.
1: Yeah. So we cook all of our meals fresh. Um, we put a new menu up on our website every week and you can order a la carte. So, um, we have a description of every meal item. So you can kind of pick and choose whatever you'd like and have it delivered to your house every Sunday, or you can pick it up from our store. Um, the menu does change every week and it's also seasonal. Um, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. We do some catering too here and there and it's fun.
0: Wow, so now is this where you're wanting to go and just get out of nursing completely, or do you think you always have your your hands in the the nursing pot, so to speak? I
1: think I'll probably always have my hands in the nursing pot a little bit. <laughs> it's <laughs> fun. I still love being a nurse. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's really the healthcare field and helping people. Like you said, I've wanted to do that my entire life. You know, at one point I wanted to be a doctor and then I wanted to be a nurse and then I decided to be a nurse and I love that. And I, and I feel like, um, I have, you know, so much compassion for people and that's something that I just never want to give up. So,
0: yeah, that's really cool. So do your kids get in the kitchen and help you or do you involve their school? I mean, have you done anything <laughs> like that with them and they the little people? Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: they love coming to the kitchen. They ask to come all the time, That's
0: awesome. um, but they also
1: like to eat our muffins. Cause we have like a, va- a variety <laughs> of different muffins. So whenever they come they eat the muffins or we have like a, a guilt-free dessert every week. So they like those too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean the kids, the, I think they, they kind they feel like proud now when they talk about, you know, Oh, I want to go to the Red Fern or I want to eat a salad or I want to eat, you know. The black bean burger like they actually like you can see that they feel like pride when they say it like they're gonna make me proud or something and i think that's so cute it is but well, you know, then they'll say talk to their friends about it and
0: and it'll grow like that um my my youngest who's 18 now he'll be 19 in a few weeks so wow i guess a, he's at in his freshman wow. year of college and uh he actually enjoyed being the vegan kid in western college yeah. so it made it kind of cool for him because uh trust me, we were the first ones, I'm pretty sure, in, in the, in the <laughs> rifle. Anyway, so that's a whole interesting story. <laughs> um, that is really cool. So how did you come up with the name Kitchen Verde? And it's green. Oh
1: my I, I wish I had like some crazy story about it, <laughs> but I don't. Come on, make one <laughs> I tried so hard for so long to figure out a name for it. And I was just like, well, it's really simple food, like it's, and Kitchen Verde was like green kitchen, and I felt like it worked with the type of food, because it's simple food, simple name, so, Love it. and green kitchen didn't sound that great, so Verde is what I want. <laughs>
0: Again, coming from Colorado, probably not so funny, Anything <laughs> no. green, you know, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Everywhere I travel is like, so you're from Colorado. So did you, you know, prescribe marijuana? It's like, yeah. no, I didn't. <laughs> Can we change? Oh, I'm Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you had people ask you questions and they're like, you lost all this weight. What is the one piece of advice that you like to share with someone? Cause you've really seen it, you know, maybe impact people, but What is that one nugget that you, if you had like, you know, your elevator speech, so to speak of helping someone to move to a healthier lifestyle or move to a plant-based diet, what would that be?
1: I always stress habit formation. So everything that you do is a habit that you've formed and it's hard to break habits and it's hard to learn new habits, but there is a science behind it. Cause I actually write another book about habit and that's around the same time. (laughs) Um, so I tell them, you know, pick like a time frame. Three weeks seems to be the magic number. Just commit to it for three weeks and do it a hundred percent. And just think about it in the whole grand scheme of things. Three weeks out of your entire lifetime is literally nothing. It's a blink of an eye. And I feel like if you put it into that kind of perspective, they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's really like no time. Three weeks is like nothing. So you know, I tell them it's all about the habits that you do and and what you do in your daily life. And you just kind of have to be mindful and really conscious of it and determined for a little while, but eventually it becomes a habit and it's like second nature to you. So that's like what I stress the most is habit formation and how, you know, how the whole science of it works and just picking, you know, Something as simple as like I'm gonna eat oatmeal every single morning, and then it becomes habit. Like I literally eat oatmeal every single morning, and I don't even think twice about it.
0: <laughs> so that's that's really you know. I'm right there good. with you. Oatmeal, oatmeal, oh, and it's oatmeal, banana, blueberry, oatmeal, blueberry, yes. Blueberry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and a tablespoon of ground flaxseed to add to.
1: <laughs> that. it's always berries for sure. Blueberries, banana.
0: Yep. And there's always a Starbucks. Yeah. Oatmeal, blueberry, and banana. It's It's that easy.
1: (laughs) And then, you know, along with the habit, like I I do like to always stress, like having a healthy mind and making sure that you're taking care of like the underlying issue that's making you turn to food for comfort. um, If that is what your issue is. So
0: that's huge
1: to me. You know, that was that was really like the tipping point for me myself. So,
0: yeah, I like, I like when I moved here and I was working with Dr. Joel Furman and we really had intensive, you know, psychologists working with our patients as social workers and the therapies that they were going through and listening to the deep dive into the stories of why people ate this way. Yeah. I didn't have to I never had a health issues as far as you know like weight gain. So oh, when I went plant based, it was strictly because a a patient got better when I told her to stop eating meat and dairy. I mean it literally that was just it was like a it just happened. Well yeah you know God made this happen. But what was just so intriguing to me is wow, there's just I mean, people were telling stories of hiding you know and wearing different disguises and sneaking out at night and, and then when they were little they would hide food in their closet because mm-hmm. that's the only thing they had control of you know everything yeah. else around them was spinning out of control but the one thing they could eat or do is eat and decide what they ate and when they ate it and how much and it made them feel better in many ways and then of course all the health consequences and stuff so, really incredible so I learned a lot about the negative psychology or the general psychology but what was really interesting more recently um, I did an interview with Carolyn Adam Miller and she wrote the book getting grit and Mm -hmm. um, it's the first thing I'd ever heard of positive psychology and it's the study of well-being you know and then all you know instead of looking at the negative consequences of the psych- you know, psychology of treating the negative, which we have a place for that, but it's the same thing in healthcare. We treat the negative. You know, what's the first thing your doctor asks you when you walk in? Well, oh, what's wrong today? Your blood pressure is too high. Your cholesterol is high. You know, it's never, hey, what went well this week? And right. I think as as you're using lifestyle medicine, and I started teaching people more about nutrition, that conversation that I was having with patient changed, and I realized how much more fun it was. I didn't even realize what it was, but there's actually a name for it it's called positive health. So you're actually turning around. You're focusing on the positive. So, what did you do this week? You look great. You know that was the first initial interaction. The rest of the appointment was much. I mean, it, well, I always had good reports with my patients, but it seemed like that just really just energized the oh, sure. and the and the you know the the relationship with the patients just became so much deeper. It's so much more fun. Um, yeah. but I like the, the positive spin of it. Now we're studying, you know, for about 20 years or now, I guess, or so there's been this study of what allows humans to thrive. And it's so fascinating. I'm just utterly, and it just, it's my whole new thing. My husband said, I can't get any more degrees though. I, <laughs> I, I can't go back to school. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I would love to go to school forever. I say it all the time. Like I could,
1: if I could get paid to go to school.
0: I'd be sad. Right. <laughs> right. I said, it's just, you know, I already have a bachelor's, a master's, and now the India's like, well, it's just another master's. Like, this would be so good for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> your, your daughter is in medical school. Now you're too inclined. We can't, we can't do this. <laughs> Stop it. So, all right. Fine. Uh, and I ordered all the textbooks of this one place. Yeah, it's bad. Anyway, so... <laughs>
1: That, that is so interesting, though. Like the it's, positive psychology.
0: Oh, oh my I'm, like, goodness. I'm of
1: that only because it, it, I've used it without knowing that it was actually really a thing.
0: And right. now, like,
1: it's just so interesting to me.
0: Okay, so you have to go. There's this thing called the VIA Institute. It's Values and Action Institute. But what it does is it studies the character strengths. So what they've done, Okay, now I'm going to dive deep into this with you a little bit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> They divided life into like these different virtues of like wisdom and humanity and whatever. And there are these character strengths that feed into those. And there's 24 of them. You can go and take this free survey and find out what your your character strengths are and rank them in order. And then you can use those four or five to really focus on like if you have a challenge or want to improve something using your strengths. And they teach you how to do that to to do it instead of trying to do it a wrong way. Well, why would I want to use, you know, one of my lower strengths when I have these other strengths and I could I could, you know, achieve something much easier if I use my natural strength. And it was really interesting. So I've had my whole family take it. Like I, I send it to everybody and they're like, <laughs> I need to know your strengths. So I know I need I just need to understand you. My husband and I are complete opposites, which is really interesting. Been married almost oh, wow. 25 years. It's fascinating. I feel sorry for him. And well, opposites it, attract, right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm a handful sometimes. But <laughs> but it's really interesting. I would love to hear what yours are. Um, but uh, yeah, and so yeah. it's just really cool. There's some really neat stuff, and um, I think if we can get doctors, this is kind of my new thing now, to understand you can do this in a short period of time, and that the changing the wording instead of you know you know, the vital signs, you know, blood pressure, I think, have them take this test and see what those mm-hmm. are so you can speak to them and encourage them and understand. It's just a few tools. I'm sure it goes much deeper. I'm still in the surface of my studying of all this, but it's incredible. It's very fascinating. It really interesting. You said oh, yes. VIA? VIA. Yeah. VIA uh, Institute, but I think it's the V I. Just look up VIA survey. Yes. Okay. Yes. All that's, right. That's 120. Well, 120- it- <laughs> you totally have to send me your strengths and I'll send you my. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text them. <laughs> awesome. That's perfect. I love it. Oh goodness. So, you know, at the end, I bless your heart, I've taken up a lot of your time. Um and we've had quite the time of just even scheduling and making sure I, I-, oh, to I get us on the airport. So I I really appreciate you being patient with me. Um but I like to at the end of the the podcast just acknowledge you and say thank you because you've gone one more step. You know, it's one thing to improve your own health and to um, enjoy those benefits. You know, the ripple effects within your family and your close family and friends. But you've taken it another step. You share it with your patients, and now you're actually providing a service, so people don't have to think about it because that's the biggest hurdle. One of the biggest hurdles, besides the habit formation is how do i cook like this cuz people freak out they think yeah. you know if you don't include meat as a as the middle of your your dish they're like what am i going to eat I'm like- <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and it's it's really funny how we all think that um but it really is incredible. But you've provided this incredible service out of I think again, like you were saying, compassion and your caring and loving for others. So thank you, and I want to say thank you for those who may not be able to say thank you. And you never know who's who you're going to um, inspire by all the you know the article in People Magazine, this podcast, and who knows. So that's really awesome. And so I wish you the only the best.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, what you do is really awesome. I mean, this whole pod I love your podcast, so
0: (laughs) I told Joel that I was like, You're friends with Lori. I love her new podcast. (laughs) That is so weird for me. You know, the reason I started this is because I wanted a place to chronicle chronicle the stories of people that I would meet and doctors so I could say, okay, go listen to podcast 24. Okay. She had lupus. She lost 300 pounds. She, this is a doctor that did this. And um, it just turned into really now it's just my excuse to meet really cool people. (laughs) So I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I've seen some of your interviews. So. They're way cool. And I'm like this they is, are. Can I get paid to do this? Because this is really fun. <laughs> it's, it's a I, maybe it's some whole to to forever and do podcast interviews I'm really oh, cool. You know, I figure it's a service, so eventually maybe I'll make money. <laughs> My husband would probably be happy yeah. with that, but um <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless his heart. He's become the focus of our conversation. Like <laughs> he sounds like a real trooper. <laughs> he is. He's a, very, he's a real sweetheart. Oh, God. Um. But, wow, this has been so much fun. And Sarah, I just, yeah. again, thank you so much. And if ever, you know, you start delivering down in the Florida region, I'll have to definitely try that out if ever I'm up in New York. I did make it to Woodstock. I went to the Esselstyn Farm for oh, plant Oh, did? Stuff.
1: That is like my next goal
0: in life. (laughs) That is the coolest place. I'm like, I think some of the hippies never left though. There's a really good vegan restaurant. Oh, you got to go see. It's amazing. The Woodstock is really interesting, but there's a really interesting vegan restaurant. It's really good food there too. And the name of it's left me at the moment, but, but the Esselstyn farm is incredible. It's just, it was a really, it was a neat experience, um, to just, well one just to be in the presence of an amazing family um but you know because I I don't have the benefit of that but that was just to see that was a really cool thing so but thanks again for your time and I appreciate you so much
1: thank you so much I'm like honored that you asked me to do this so
0: are you kidding (laughs) I was just excited that you did it thank you so much wow but uh, again, thanks. So, and someone told me I had to slow down my. They mentioned a comment on the YouTube's like, slow down your speech. I'm like, how do I get so excited? I, I really I know. try. Same thing. I get really hyper when I get excited, and then I start giggling. Oh my goodness! So obviously, it, I do the same thing. It, so there'll be a lot of giggling, editing, or maybe we'll just leave it. Maybe other people yeah, will giggle maybe too. I'll let someone
1: laugh. Who knows? <laughs>
0: Exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, again, thank you so much. And I appreciate all your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me on
1: here. It's awesome.